Welcome to Lifelines, a poem to save the day, every day for 40 days. I'm Martin Rowe, and in these brief episodes, a poet reads one of their poems and reflects on it, a lifeline to take you through a day, or send you into a night, a kind of awakening, a kind of prayer. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Today, our poet is Wendy Cope. My Funeral I hope I can trust you, friends, not to use our relationship as an excuse for an unsolicited ego trip. I have seen enough of them at funerals, and they make me cross. At this one, though deceased, I aim to be the boss. If you are asked to talk about me for five minutes, please do not go on for eight. There is a strict timetable at the crematorium, and nobody wants to be late. If invited to read a poem, just read the bloody poem. If requested to sing a song, just sing it as suggested and don't say anything. Though I will not be there, glancing pointedly at my watch and fixing the speaker with a malevolent stare, remember that this was how I always reacted when I felt that anybody's speech, sermon or poetry reading was becoming too protracted. Yes, I was impatient and intolerant and not always polite, and if there aren't many people at my funeral, it will serve me right. I wrote that poem after I'd been to a funeral where I got rather annoyed with the people who were asked to speak for five minutes and went on for longer, and particularly with the man who was supposed to sing a song and made a five-minute speech before he sang it, because the, the burial was going to be in a woodland burial place, and it was um, I think it was winter, so we had to get there before it got dark. And all these men, it was all men, I have to say, that these men that just couldn't shut up. And I think there are some people that, are, that don't often get a, ta- a captive audience. And so when they've got a captive audience, they, uh, you know, they, sort of, they can't, um, can't stop talking. Um, this poem is quite popular with clergy who see more of this than most people, of, of, of people having ego trips at funerals. Um, I remember going to one in Winchester Cathedral that was not the one I wrote the poem about, but an even worse one where people just went on and on and on and the whole thing lasted over an hour and a half. And that really shouldn't happen. When I wrote this poem, the person I was most concerned about was the wife of the deceased. I mean, I think it's first and foremost for the close relatives of the deceased. And you show up partly for your own sake to because it's a you know because you want to have an opportunity to mourn but also very much for the sake of the close family so they can see that um the deceased was important to people and had friends um but my first concern with when i wrote that poem was with 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 the widow who i knew was concerned that we all got to the burial place before it got dark so i wonder if this one will get read at my funeral and and uh, everyone be afraid to say anything <laughs> My funeral. I hope I can trust you, friends, not to use our relationship as an excuse for an unsolicited ego trip. I have seen enough of them at funerals and they make me cross. At this one, though deceased, I aim to be the boss. If you are asked to talk about me for five minutes, please do not go on for eight. There is a strict timetable at the crematorium and nobody wants to be late. If invited to read a poem, just read the bloody poem. If requested to sing a song, just sing it as suggested and don't say anything. Though I will not be there, glancing pointedly at my watch and fixing the speaker with a malevolent stare, remember that this was how I always reacted 
when I felt that anybody's speech, sermon or poetry reading was becoming too protracted. Yes, I was impatient and intolerant and not always polite, and if there aren't many people at my funeral, it will serve me right. Find all episodes of Lifelines, Season 1 and Season 2, at lifelines-book.com. That's where you'll also find more on our poets and their poems, and on Lifelines the Book, a collection of notes on life and love and faith and doubt. As well as our poets, this podcast is giving thanks to Malcolm Doney and to Rick Lee for making the music and editing each episode, and to you for tuning in.